So guys, unfortunately, since we last spoke, like words probably can't explain it, describe it. But like what's after happening in the news this week, it's it's just shocking. I think it doesn't matter whether you're a runner or anything around the country. I just think everyone is feeling a sense of overwhelming anger. I know there's a lot of fear, but there's just a lot of why. So like, why did this happen? Why was a young girl's life taken from her as she was running? And I think you'd agree with me, this sense of like just anger. Yeah. Yeah. And usually usually talking about podcasts, but I, I I actually lost sleep about just thinking about it. And part of it is half of uh from a coaching perspective, we're telling and a lot of our female clients, we're telling them to get out there, get a get a run in, you know, just how good it is to go for a run, how great it is to be in your own headspace. And and then this happens and you from a male perspective, probably something I don't think about. And it's it's sad. It is it's so sad. It's I'm irate about it. Like it's just I can't actually formulate the words of not my ignorance so I, I understand that, but it's I don't I take it for granted that the people feel safe when they're training. Um because I feel safe when I'm training. I'm six foot four and ninety-five kilos, you know, like it's I I never think about it and it's it's so sad and it's yeah, it's just yeah, anger, I suppose. Yeah, I think you put it right, Rachel. We've had I think that's why we decided to chat about it because you know, I I'm at a loss for words and it takes a lot for that to happen. But, you know, from my own personal experience and everything, this has really hit me hard. This has really sent shockwaves to my core. And I think one of the reasons we decided to talk about it was just when we were chatting in our group chat, you know, me saying the things I do when I'm out running and you guys been like, well, I've never even thought about that. Like Eric, you said that thing, you know, you, you just assume you feel safe when you're running. And then you look at your, whatever, what'd you say? Six foot five. And and it really just, it makes you see where the, I don't, I don't know if ignorance is the right way to call it, but there is definitely a lack of knowledge about what women especially are feeling when they are on their own out in public. And I do really feel strongly that this is something that needs to be addressed because, you know, every, unless you're living under a rock, everyone has seen this. Okay. This is not just a woman's issue. This is an issue for us as a society. Like the fact that something like this could happen at four o'clock, the middle of the day in what is a busy stretch of canal it it just blows my mind I yeah. have to hold my hand up as well I was sorry Sean I'm cutting over you again yeah no go ahead go, I mean I, I, I'm not real constant to say in this one so go ahead I I the Katie was uh, the missus was talking about going to the gym and when we're living in the town and I was like oh it'd be great you can you can get your walk into the gym in the early morning and you can get your walk home afterwards you know get the steps up thinking you know it's an extra 500 metres and it'll help and she was like I'm not walking on my own. And I, was, I actually, I laughed at her. I was like, oh, what do you mean? It's only down the road. And and this happened, we had a conversation about it and she was like, I know you won't understand the fear, but 
this is what we are afraid of. And it actually really hit home to me. And I was encouraging her to go and do it. And I, I don't know, I, do I feel bad for pushing it? You know, like there's just all these emotions that I've, I've never felt before because it could have been anyone. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, that's, that's the sickening thing about it. It could have been anyone. And like, you might laugh as well, but like Eric Cagey, there's a reason she won't run on her own as well. Like anytime she's gone for a run... I've nearly cycled with her for nearly all of those runs, like, or else you've been in the forest with her or something. You know, it is a very real fear. But the fact that it could happen to anyone. So when I'm reading this news article, a school teacher out for a run, four o'clock, finished her day and decided to just run on the canal after work. Like, I could be describing my life. So I'm from North Kildare. I live very close to both the Royal and the Grand Canal. I've been using the canals all my life. I've been running on them for the last 20 years. I've been running on them solo for the last decade. So since I turned 18, since I started college in Maynooth, that was when I started running the canals on my own as an 18-year-old female. And like, and Eric, that's around the time I met you as well in Maynooth University and we met through the athletics club there I think we've talked about that before but Maynooth the athletics club didn't really have a massive there wasn't a massive could you know contingent of us so I'd often just run on my own between lectures and you'd just break up for lunch you'd be like oh yeah see you in an hour like for the next lecture wouldn't tell anyone where I was going would just run out the college gates and down the road to the canal. And it is such a resource. And the thing about what canal is, it's so flat. We ran, we ran the barrel with, uh, we ran the entire length of a river with uh, Dara and how flat it was and how nice it was and how scenic it was and what a resource it is. And, and we, we were promoting it, you know, it's, it's Yeah, and so most sad. of that, even though it's the barrel way, even though it follows the river, actually from Robertstown to Athai, you're on it's the canal. canal. You're on, I always mix them up, but that one's the Grand Canal. But like, I, if you, I've only been using Strava for the last three years. And if you just look at my heat map on Strava, so your heat map, um, it basically changes colors depending on how many times you've run a section. All the canals, so on the Royal Canal, the whole way from Leaks up, the whole way to the old Dublin Road outside Enfield. I think it's, is it Fury's pub or something on the old Dublin road I have ran every step of that section of canal same with the Grand Canal everywhere from the far side of Robertstown the whole way through to Nace and even the far side of Nace into Selbridge Art Clock I've ran every inch of it and every inch of it at some point I have ran on my own and there's some real, like, there are some remote places, but the point is, it is such, as you said, it's such a fantastic resource that, you know, it's so wonderful to have. And it's so wonderful to be able to pull up there and go for a run and have somewhere like that, that you're away from traffic. You don't have to worry about being hit by a car or, you know, the things like that that run through your mind. But now having to worry about being attacked, like... Uh, but this is not a new fear. And I think this is something that's really come to light this week is that this is not something new for women. Whereas I think it's a new realization for a lot of men. 
we when we had a conversation and stuff in the WhatsApp, uh, I had a quick look at our Instagram feed and there's like a picture side by side of me and Rachel. And like I have the headphones on, uh, the big canned over the head headphones and stuff. And uh, Rachel was talking about she doesn't even listen to music when, when, when you run. And I'm like, when I go for a run, I, I've talked many times this podcast about, you know, I'd be running as someone be waving to me, like shouting at the window at me or, or anything going on. I'm in a world of my own. The music's playing and I'm gone. And I don't ever think like we talked about doing the, the 4, 4, 48 and running the 4 a.m. the morning I want to do in a couple months time as opposed to like fucking 4 p.m. And, and I'm not thinking about my own safety. And I'm thinking about getting hit by a car and stuff like that and, and pads and stuff like that and, and, and that kind of thing, but never my own safety going for a run. I could be in my own world for an hour and a half and they're like, there's a loop around here that I had to do a run on Tuesday. I, 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 this is genuine true. On the third loop was only when I realized there was like car seats and stuff on the side of the road. And I never noticed it. It was like literally right there. My point being that I, unfortunately, I don't, not unfortunately, unfortunately, but I don't need to think. I, Eric, how many times do we have a podcast last year where like the last minute gone, what would we talk about? Something like this never crossed our minds to, to, to ever talk about like this because we never thought it was something, obviously, myself, myself need to talk about. But yet, you know, here we are for, 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 for different reasons, you know. It's just, it's completely messed up what happened the other day. And, and the whole point of this whole podcast as well, this girl did absolutely nothing fucking wrong. She went for a run, you know. And, and the fact that we have to think about things like this, um, I suppose myself and Eric are... are, are, are more aware of it now and it's real fucking shitty that something like this happened for for us to be more aware of it now and i think what gets me as well sean is whenever i was saying this girl did nothing wrong this girl was doing everything right yeah she was finishing work she was looking after her health and that's what makes it worse she was doing all the right things for herself and it's yeah it's, the latest she could go for a run is four o'clock because after five or so, it starts to get dark. It's get dark, yeah. Yeah, so she probably said, get the, well, I don't know what I was going through the girl's head. Maybe she, she could run any time. I don't know. And she should be able to run at any fucking time. But maybe she was like, you know, four o'clock, get me running now and get, get it done with. Or maybe before daylight ends, get me running, feel safer. Who, who knows? Not put thoughts yeah. and stuff in, into that, that woman's head. But that's yeah, shit. And I apologize, to the person, but I don't know how to express myself in this one. And it, that's a scary thing. Like, you know, th- there's so much going around online that it could have been anyone, but then it shouldn't have been anyone. Yeah. This should not be happening. It should not happen full stop. It doesn't matter time of day. It doesn't matter place. It doesn't matter where she is, what she's doing, what she's wearing. This should not happen. But the fact that it has happened at four o'clock to a girl, to, as you said, doing everything right. She was looking after her health, just running after work. Running is the best way to clear your mind. Mm. And like the canals, they're my favorite place to run. They are so nice because you just have beautiful scenery. As you said, it's flat. You don't have to think. You just run at a certain distance, turn around, run back. Like you shouldn't take coming home. Like coming home from a run shouldn't be a privilege. It's just. Yeah, it should. Yeah. And like I just it's think like, it's oh, hard to even like, comprehend the type of person that would the amount of times I finish teaching and I leave school in my running gear, get changed in school, go straight to the canal, go for a run. Because you know, especially during winter, you want to get it done in daylight. So you're not trying to drag yourself out. But anyway, we were we were just, I suppose, really wanted to have this conversation so that 
I could tell, you know, share with you just some of the real experiences and, you know, the fact that this is stuff that since I started running on my own, I've always thought about. I've always had to think about it. So like I used to have a single key on a keyring and I would put that keyring around a finger. And then that way, if I was scared or, you know, something happened, I wouldn't drop the key. It would be on a keyring on my finger. So even if I was scared or spooked or anything, I wasn't dropping that key. I'd still have that key in my hand. And, you know, Sean, you said I'd never to this day, unless I'm, you know, middle of the day, somewhere busy, I don't listen to music so that I can be aware of my surroundings. Even just simple things like one of my main criticisms about the canals has always been the lack of parking facilities. Like you really do have to go to random places to park. My door is locked until the minute I am ready to get out of the car. The minute I get back in the car, it's locked again. And <laughs> I'll give you an example. Um, I was I actually wasn't running this time. I was just walking on the canal outside Enfield and there's a picnic area and boat ramp that you can park at. And I was pulled in there and I think it was a Sunday afternoon. So it was actually very quiet. And there was myself. I noticed another man walking up and down by the water. And then there was a family and the family drove off. So in this green area, it's just me and this other man. And my car was parked pretty close to his. So I went over got into my car, locked it straight away. And I was just starting it. Next thing, there was a knock on my window. So like you can imagine, I'm already aware that I am the only person in this car park with this man. And then suddenly he's there knocking on my window. Like I cannot like explain the fright that that puts in you. I rolled it down so slightly. It turns out I had just left my sunglasses on a table. He was just being, you know, a decent human being pointing it out. But the point is, when you're on your own, like if you had a heart rate monitor on me, like even just thinking about it sends my heart rate high. Like men, you like not even just men, but like you wouldn't think about that. You think I'm just going up to tell this girl she left her glasses on the table. You know, that's probably all that was going through his mind. He noticed it. He was coming over to tell me, whereas in my head, it's this guy who was an awful lot bigger than I was coming over to me. No one else in the facility. The town is, again, you drive out the gate down the road a kilometer away. Like, what are you meant to do? Yeah, it's... And again, it's stuff I take for granted every day. Dark car park, I'll park far away from the shop just to get a good parking space where no one can hit my car. You know, and yeah. I understand now why girls are spending the extra 10 minutes to try and park close to the door. And it's stuff I just, yeah, I take it for granted. And it, it's just, it is heartbreaking. And it's, we can, we can never truly understand. And locally, where it hasn't happened to you, Rachel, you know, it's, but it's, it's devastating. It is devastating and it is hard to formulate the words. It is. And our condolences to anyone who knows this girl or their family. And it's, they do have her sympathy and it's, it is so shocking. And I just can't put myself in their shoes. It's just, it's terrible. And even like, <sighs> but, Sean, I suppose, Rachel, what, what do we do then going forward? Or what? what Sorry, I was just going to say. As, in, as a girl, or what can we do to look out for clients? 
I was just going to say, I said, sorry, just before I answer your question, I said to Sean the other day, or sorry, not the other day, just before we came on, started recording, I said, I've been very lucky in my time on the canal that I haven't come across many, like, let's say, what you'd consider a dodgy character or groups of young lads. You know, I have been lucky in the interactions I've had. Um, but Sean just was like, it shouldn't be luck. I shouldn't be lucky to escape some form of harassment or a scare or something. I, you know, and I think that's why, why the conversation, it's so great that it started because we're making people aware that these fears exist. And, you know, I think the best thing is, you know, the best way to make change is just to start talking, to start being educated about why do these fears exist? Where are they stemming from? Because, you know, at the end of the day, You've probably never been wolf whistled at as you're out running. Maybe you have. Oh God, no, no. Never no. had someone no. the window and wolf whistle at you. At this like, head, <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know, at at the most. It happened to me once, level. but it was Sean. The <laughs> <laughs> only time I ever did it. <laughs> no, uh, it's. It's no, no, that's I could go out dressed and look at it like anything, and I don't care because I don't need to. There's, there's never really any attention my way. The headphones are on, I'm gone, the head is down, uh, and they're literally blasting out the headphones. Sometimes, if I'm listening to some DMX or stuff, I have to lower the volume when I get to like elderly couples and stuff and, and avoid them and go a little bit more around because of COVID. I'm like, I don't want to hear, hear what's going on with the headphones, with the exception of that, I'm literally in my own little world. Uh, and ideally everyone should be in their own little world and going for a run, not worry about anything that's going on. But, but unfortunately, you know. But I do think it starts from calling out the likes of that wolf whistling behavior. Yep. Because, you know, knowing that when you're out running and someone's wolf yeah, whistling, at you, that means their attention is on you. And that's not a nice feeling. So I think, you know, it really starts with getting rid of that sort of behavior, the behavior that we think is acceptable. Oh, it's just guys being guys. It's just a bit of locker room banter. I think that is where it needs to start. We need to start being like, no, that's not okay. I used to do classes in the the Phoenix Park women's only boot camp on a Tuesday and Thursday evening. And at least once a week, the car car would slow down with a couple of lads. And they'd shout out the stupidest of things. And it would, like literally would make no sense. They'd literally just shout rambling, like a, not even a proper way or something like that. And every time I'd have to be like, yep, yeah, that's my gender. We're a bunch of idiots. Sorry. And, and, and like no one thought it was funny or hilarious or anything. There was like, and the, the worst thing about it was they didn't even react. It was just kind of like, ah, that that's normal. You know, 15, 20 women in, 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 um, in the Phoenix Park, whatever, and the car would slow down and the guys would shout, whatever. And, and they literally just went like as if it was water off a duck's back. And the fact that that would actually happen. But if that was one person by themselves, and I'm sure it happens in the park all the time, uh, a couple of guys come across and wolf whistle or do something stupid. And it's a girl by herself. It's a lot different than, than 20 women in the park. And it clearly fucking happened a lot uh, during, the, during the summers in the park. Probably all, all year round as well, for that matter. And like, I suppose another thing and that, you know, is very important to say is that it's not all like we we tend to say men doing this to women Hmm. and like it is not all men. But the point is that most of the time, unfortunately, it is 
male behavior directed at women. And like, we're not saying nobody is claiming that all men are like this, that all men engage in this banter. But the point is, it's always men who seem to be behind it. It's a men's issue. Like, so whether it's all men, some men, whatever, I, I, I don't really give a, give a damn about that. If Even if someone goes all men this, it's like, I could try and change my attitude, my behavior, but people are hurting right now. So when people are coming out and saying, you know, it's all men, like you said, it's men that are causing the problem here. So it needs to be addressed by men and how, how we interact with each other and women and, and everything else as well and, and set better standards and have these conversations about it. And I think that's, you know, it's so important to get this conversation going. And, you know, I do think we've seen that. Hopefully it's not just a phase, it's not just for a week and then it fizzles off. I really, really hope. And, you know, it's just shit that it has to come at the tragic passing of, like a beautiful young girl. But if it brings about change, you know, we need to we need to bring about change from it. It shouldn't have it shouldn't be brought about because someone had to lose their life. But how many more lives will it take? You know, it shouldn't take any more lives for us to be like, well, actually, no. Because you know, let's say you're a guy and you were getting a kick out of the wolf wolf whistling, but you're not anymore what's next like and that's just the scary thing and then eric you said things like how can you you know protect females and stuff like that Um, well not even that more of an awareness how can me and sean just be more aware of your feelings you know protection all that kind of stuff it's a bit beyond is just us as men like i think the conversation has kind of answered it in the last couple of minutes it's just the awareness I'll give you one more example of something that always, always made me maybe run a step quicker or would always make me aware. Is that right, Sean? Take your 10 mile loop. Would you agree that you turn around at the exact same point every time you run that 10 mile loop? Yes. Yeah, I know you're going with this and you are right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now let's imagine I... I have just in the area for a while. I'm running that loop, never ran it before. And I run past the spot and I see you the other side of the road. You go past, and then next thing you turn around behind me. That has crossed my mind once or twice. The other day, I had to stop a little bit short of it because I, a, a girl was ahead. And not because it was a girl ran like that, but just it, it could have been anyone ahead. I'm like, I, because I like being on my own at the same time. It's much like I'm in my own, my own, own zone and stuff. You're kind of like, ah, oh, shit. I better run a bit longer at the end because of this. Um, but yeah, but that can happen. Someone's not switching. Like, I, I could have had, I could have made this before. Like I, I could have just switched around there and all of a sudden I'm backtracking on someone that I've just seen two minutes ago. And they're like, why is he coming back my way? Cause it's literally like in the middle of the road. I go bang, turn around to hit my 10 mile loop. So, but, but to Eric's point, how do you change it? Cause I would be the guy that knock on the window and say, Hey, you've got your sunglasses realizing that if I was a person in the car and someone knocked on my window, I'm like, I'm after doing something stupid. What did I do wrong? But I would never think the other way. Yeah. And like that whole thing, you turning around at your 10 mile marker, you're not doing anything wrong, mm. but it just, it's the fear that it sets. in. it's like, that's happened to me a few times where someone has just turned around behind me after going past me. Mm. And like, you do kind of suddenly your head, you're kind of running a bit, 
outside like again I don't have the earphones in so you're trying to hear the footsteps coming up because you know you can get a sense when you're running past them whether they're going quicker or slower than you so you know it's just these things just to I suppose be aware of how they affect people Hmm. like something like that could genuinely terrify someone like it has caused me to do a double take and be like oh shit why did they just turn around like because like you know, and I know it seems irrational, but that's the kind of thing I've always thought. And like, there's a, like even things like along the canal, I don't know whether it's just me, but like, I know every section of the canal, if there's a gap in a hedge or if there's a wall that, you know, maybe you're up against a wall, there's no way out. The only way you could actually escape something is to jump into the canal. Like, I don't know whether that's just me, but I would be very aware of any openings in the canal or any ways that lead out onto the roads and things like that. Probably just because I've done it so many times, but then subconsciously you're, you know, you kind of think if I needed to get out of here quickly, where can I go? We, we have an issue of dumping here. And even before we had a, a car on fire, genuinely on, it was on fire the night before and it destroyed the gate. And I ran the loop and I've gotten back to the house and say, hey, how's that gate looking? Or, you know, did you just notice this and this and this? I'm like, no, didn't notice thing. And just because, like I said before, that the, the blinders on the way I go, but yet you're you're noticing absolutely everything on the roads. And it's just shit that that's, that's the mentality. And the mentality is not going to change for, for years and years to come, but at least the conversation, I suppose, is, is starting now. We're not going to solve any problems in this podcast or, or anything like that, but I, I suppose to... For us to be a, a little bit more aware of, of what's going on and what people are, are, are going through during their runs because this whole podcast was set up for literally just to get people out during the pandemic, going for a run and just to clear the head and stuff like that. Whereas even that now is is not as safe as, as, as it should be that people have to think about it. Um, I don't know what else to, to add to, to, to this podcast, not that I've added much at all, but um, is there anything you guys want want, want, want to add before we, we kind of wrap this one up? No, I think that's just the whole thing. Like we're not, we're not going out to completely change this. We're going out to start the change. And I do think starting the change comes from, you know, talking about it, as you said, just being aware, like, you know, you have some information there from my point of view, which you would have never thought about before. And I think just being aware that this, you know, exists, like there are women out there with much, you know, with really scary stories. They reckon that 60% of women have been harassed in some form. I think it's 60%. Um, just on their own. It could be. But like, you know, I'm going to say again that I'm one of the lucky ones that nothing serious or nothing too scary has ever happened to me. But then it just goes back to I shouldn't be lucky. I should just be able to go out, enjoy my run. Everyone should be able to go out and enjoy their run. And I do think, you know, that's just what we're trying to get across is that, look, these fears do exist. They are real. They are genuine. And it's just to be aware of that, you know. 100%. Eric, anything else to add or? No, I think I think I've, I've said enough, and it's yeah, it's it's something that's it's just really hit home and and listen to Rachel there as well. It's yeah, it's it's eye opening, it's saddening, it's angering, it's it's a it's a lot of emotions in one, and I think I think I've covered enough for one day. 
Okay, on that note, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys, from, from myself, Rachel and Eric, on this week's episode of the podcast. Sorry, it could be more uplifting as usual, but I think I think people listen will understand that. I don't think it's one of those podcasts where you could... Is there anything else we can really talk about on this one except what we talked about over the last couple of minutes? So um, condolences to Ashling's family and friends. And uh, that's it from the three of us, myself, Rachel and Eric. Take care.